Welcome back, everyone. Of course, again, I run far live here at the coffee bar in Squaw. I'm here with Megan Hicks and the one and only Stephanie Howe Violet. Stephanie is, of course, a three time finisher of this race and the 2014 champion of Western States 100. She's our first former champion who we're speaking with. So, my first question for the, those of us who will never win this race what's it like to be the Western States champion? Looking back, what do you remember from that day and like what has it meant to you to be the champion? Um, well, that that win meant a lot to me. It was my first 100 mile race and the Western States in general just means a lot to me so it was kind of like double. Like I, I have a hard time putting into words what that meant to me but coming through on the track I felt like I was floating. It was, it was literally one of the coolest things I've ever done. Um, leading up to the track I don't remember that much. Honestly it's kind of a blur. Um, I know there were some high points, some low points, um, kind of getting through Green, Green Gate and not knowing what my body was going to do the last 20 miles. It was a lot of surreal, mm -hmm. like, what am I what am I doing? Mm -hmm. But um, really cool. And coming back, it's just been, you know, I haven't um, quite performed that well, but it's still every finish almost means that much to me. Mm -hmm. I love this race. Yeah. I loved seeing how, I mean, yeah, last year's race obviously, like, wasn't your dream race, Yeah. but I loved seeing the emotion and the, yeah, just like that emotional component of, it's just so obvious on you at the finish line and several different points on the course. Can you, yeah. yeah, I mean, even when you don't have your best race, it seems like there's a lot of emotional, positive energy in there. There is. Um, I mean, I'm almost more, more proud of last year than mm -hmm. I was of the year I finished, or the year I um, won. I just think I, I don't quit. And so I knew, I mean, there was no way I was going to quit. It was just a matter of working through it. And it got really hard, but the feeling is still the same when you cross the finish line and I think that's something that's been important to me is to know when I get into a situation where things are totally falling apart just to, to not give up um, that's been kind of my my motto to to get me through these races and it's really meaningful really emotional so kind of in the same vein uh, after you won you got third the next year in 2015 then you had an injury which kept you out for a year or more if my memory is accurate there and since then in hundreds you've kind of had a little bit of adversity um, <laughs> that's a nice way of saying it yeah, well yeah. I, just like as an outside observer yeah. you know obviously you have the potential to win any race that you're in and the last couple hundreds have been I think a little bit challenging for you is there anything is it just bad luck or was it a return from injury and just gaining strength again or is there something specific that you might attribute it to that you've been working on I think it's a combo um, I think I had a little bad luck mm -hmm. um, but also I wasn't super confident so coming back I, I was you know I just didn't trust my body mm -hmm. I didn't trust my instincts with fueling and pacing so I was just not quite a confident runner again mm -hmm. and so I think last year I did have a lot of trouble with the hundreds and um, you know there's a bit of a learning curve mm -hmm. I feel like I got back into it and realized things like 
you know, I, I, I'm embarrassed to admit this because I, I know a lot, of, I do nutrition, um, but I made some nutrition errors in both my hundreds. Um, so I was just relearning that, like, oh my gosh, you gotta, you gotta rethink this. Like you're starting not from zero, but I had been so comfortable with knowing what to do that when I finally got back into racing, I had to remember those things again. Um, so I think I have now. I've been really thinking about it. Um, and then another thing that I think really impacted me last year was the year of injury. I, I cross-trained as much as I could and I used up a lot of mental energy getting through that. So when I got to the start line of Western States last year, I was pretty burned out mentally because I'd just been fighting for so long. Um, and I, I think, you know, hindsight, I don't know what I would have done differently, but it was it was pretty tough to get there and just feel like I had already given so much. Mm, to even be healthy. To even be healthy. So this year there. you feel like more yourself and more energetic. And I do, I'm psyched. Yeah, I, and like from a training standpoint, it's a lot easier when you're not injured, <laughs> you know, to, to be able to just go, it's a good through, lesson. Good go lesson, through the yeah. motions um, and, and enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I want to ask you about that nutrition part because you are you are a nutritionist and the nutrition is like the, one of the hardest nuts to crack yeah. running ultras in general let alone running 100 the 100 mile distance what what have you learned and relearned yeah like there's got to be like an awesome knowledge drop right there yeah. um, I've learned that you're even if you think you have your system down it it changes mm -hmm. depending on the the heat depending on the time of year so i think everyone has like a a range they fall into and it's not a you know a simple equation mm. so that that's one thing I had to, to remember like okay even though this this formula worked in this race in this race it might be slightly different so having that ability to adapt and then also this is my big takeaway from last year I got so confident in my fueling I'm like I know how to do it I know how to take gels mm. and so when I would train I would go out with like peanut butter and jelly sandwich and like you know real food because it tastes better who wants to eat a gel um, but then I got into the races and I was like oh my gosh I yeah. I, my body is not my body's rejecting these things like I couldn't eat blocks I couldn't eat gels and so I realized like oh yeah you need to practice with race food so that was a good just you know uh, reminder to me that you know you, you want to use some of your long runs to mimic what you want to do in a race because otherwise it's like <laughs> it doesn't work so in terms of Western States on Saturday it, knowing or like relearning that fact that we all have these ranges of what's acceptable and the condition for keeping your stomach going are really like not ideal here in Western states. Yeah. What have you like given yourself a plan A and then a plan B or yeah? Sort of. You? Yeah. It's uh, plan A and for me the the thing that helps me fuel the most is to stay cool. And so that's kind of like that goes along with my nutrition plan. Um, I've been really bad in the past. Um, just telling my crew, I don't want ice, I don't want water, because I, I just don't want water on me, and yeah. it's so weird. So this year I'm like, <laughs> if I fight it, just do it, yeah. just do it. Um, I'm saying this out loud, so <laughs> it's more for me to know, Stephanie, listen. Um, so Let I think, them douse you. <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to help me, but then I also know that you know, I have a plan um, based on the heat, but as it gets warmer, that plan is gonna be adaptable. So I'm gonna gravitate more towards liquids later in the day when I can't get gels down. Um, and so my crew knows also, you know, I have some options, but I don't have like 20 options. 
because I've done that before too. And then I come in and they've got like, do you want this, 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 this? I'm like, ah, <laughs> ah, too many decisions. So keep it simple. That's one of my themes and have like, I have three choices. Okay. Take one. <laughs> so transitioning to your preparation for this year's race, you've done the formidable 50K, which yeah. you won down in Auburn, you know, kind of course specific. You did another race, a North Face race in Peru, I think it was. You won mm -hmm. that race too. Um, how do you feel generally coming into the race? Like how has your training been and how did you kind of use those races to, to prepare for this? So being totally honest, um, formidable was awesome. Mm -hmm. That was a really good, you know, last year I didn't have the best. Um, the best race results so formidable was a good confidence booster like okay I feel great it, it, 50ks are tough for me uh, but I felt like I nailed it so that was that was really great and then I went to Peru um, for a North Face race and that was hard huh yeah uh, that's like a, a nice way to put it um, so I, it destroyed me just yeah. I went it was super hot it started at 2 in the morning um, it took it took me 13 hours to do a, an 80k and um, so that was kind of unexpected there was 10 finishers so it, it kind of it crushed me um, in maybe not the best of ways it, it showed me that I'm tough and I suffer but um, I had to take a lot more recovery after that mm. race. So I missed like Sonoma this mm. year, which was a big bummer for me. That's one of my favorite races. But for the wine or for the running? <laughs> uh, both. <laughs> and you know, just for the, the, the whole scene there, like seeing everyone. Um, but hindsight, that might have been good because it gave me some time to like recover and then have like a, a gradual buildup. So it's been a little bit non-traditional training leading into Western States, but I feel good about it in a weird way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think Dylan and I have a couple specific questions yeah. about your training. First of all, um, you put at least most of it on Strava, so it's publicly Did, available yeah. that people can see what somebody like you does for your training. Your training included a lot of running, but also a lot of biking in the lead up. Can you talk about that strategy? Yeah, so I, um, well, one, I just come from a more multi-sport background, so I enjoy doing those activities. To me, it's not like forced cross-training. Um, and we have these windows and bend in the fall and in the spring where the, the gravel riding is spectacular. So that was kind of one of my favorite things to do is to take my gravel bike out and just explore. So that was part of it. The second part was um, I, I had a little bit of Achilles tendonitis in both sides. And so that was a, a way for me to kind of run, but then let it heal. Mm -hmm. So that was part of it. And then I just do better with less miles, honestly. Like I've learned this over the years that if I add in some cross training, um, I generally feel like I recover better and my body responds, so. I feel the yeah. same way. Yeah. Another specific question as it pertains to your training. I noticed that you went out to Colorado Springs a, a few yeah. weeks ago yeah. to train with our mutual coach Jason Coop. What was the thought behind that trip? Was it a specific kind of training camp and what did you guys look to accomplish there? Yeah, so it, it was great. Um, it was a really hard training camp for me. Um, so a couple things, the heat and I, it was only 95 degrees, yeah. um, but it, it crippled me. Yeah. So that was really good. And then the altitude yeah. and then just getting on some tough trails. So it was honestly my hardest week of training and not so much I was like putting in all these miles, but it was, 
it was awesome. So, but what was the thought behind it? Did did Jason like reach out and say, hey, I want you to come and, and train here or vice versa? Or what was the thought behind like getting together for like, a camp yeah. like that? Yeah, so it was kind of twofold. Um, we had been talking quite a bit about, you know, just training. And then also I came there to see, he had a PT there okay. that I saw. Um, and just long story short, I've had, like I said, I had Achilles tendonitis and trying to figure out the underlying cause of that, um, which just to share this, cause I think it's fascinating. Um, because I've seen a few PTs, but it seems like it's related to my vestibular, um, like what the hell balance. is that? So it's like your inner <laughs> ear and like your balance. So it, it was really crazy. I get super car sick and I get nauseous at night oh. when I'm running. And that's been my problem. Like with UTMB, remember I saw you early on and, um, yeah. it was night and I'm like, I'm nauseous already. So at night with the lights, I just get really sick. Whoa. And so she was like, asking me all these questions so we put two and two together because I can't balance on one foot um, and she's like you need to work in your vestibular control so so it was great for um, a number of reasons uh, and this is just good for anyone to know because I don't think this is common knowledge that that can happen but it's it's easy to retrain that's so, fascinating yeah that isn't fascinating. It? it's crazy that was not what I was expecting well <laughs> yeah that's I want to look into that now but maybe just last question in terms of strategy for Saturday yeah um, how do you how are you thinking about the race do you anticipate you know going out conservatively because it's gonna be quite warm in the afternoon are you just gonna kind of run your race by feel you're gonna be keying off anybody in particular I'm definitely not keen off anyone I'm I'm gonna run my race I I kind of think back to my first year because I think that was I ran it the best and I was terrified of the distance and so the first 10 miles I just I was really far back and it I was just like warming up and it it worked out really well later in the day so I think the past couple years I felt a little more pressure just on myself and this year I feel more removed from it maybe I'm just more mature about it but I don't know maybe it's just I'm not as much in the spotlight so I feel like this like okay just just do your thing mm -hmm. so I'm definitely not you won't see me up the escarpment first um, you probably won't see me getting into Robinson Flat um, near the front I just I'm gonna do my thing take care of myself I think staying cool is gonna be more important for me mm -hmm. to be able to run later in the day so that's my strategy so far and um, my career is going to ice and doubts me <laughs> so if you see um, Stephanie Violet not like wetted down throw some water yeah, right? call me out take, taking all water <laughs> yes <laughs> well we're so excited for you I know I'm very excited to, to watch the women's race in general I think it's gonna be very very interesting very open and yeah. uh, it's great to have you here as a as a past champion and totally. good luck Thank getting a, a second Cougar trophy this Saturday <laughs> my well, Cougar's lonely yeah. <laughs> I need a friend <laughs> I wish we could all say the same yeah. <laughs> that's a good problem to have yeah. uh, round of applause please for Stephanie's got our brand new I Run Far Dry Max socks on. They're really nice. We literally just got, <laughs> got them in the mail yesterday. Um, basically, when um, the Hayden Hawks sock uh, was released from Dry Max, we loved that sock because it's got like the hot weather top to it, but it's got some cushioning on the bottom, which is really nice for ultra distance running, especially if you're not planning on having super wet feet. Um, 
Um, and so, yeah, we uh, said dry max. We want the I, I run far soft to look like that. So, yeah, I, I haven't had one on my own feet yet, but Stephanie's got it. <laughs> They're nice. It's a good purchase. <laughs>